fuck it. If I'm if I if I have twelve followers at the end of this, and my song's got like hundred streams, long as that's important in someone's life, long as someone enjoys my music, and it helps them, whatever. You know, if they enjoy it, that's my legacy right there. Five, four, three, two, and one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bloke Media Podcast. Now, this week, I'm joined with Sam Bucky, a highly underrated beat-making mastermind with an incredibly diverse style. Sam is also running a half marathon in May for prostate cancer, which you can donate to through the link in the description. Now, Sam, how are we? I'm, I'm great. I'm great now you said mastermind. I feel great now. Mastermind, no, because I listened to some of your, uh, some of your beats and it was uh, top quality. I'm going to link you. all them in the description and uh, there'll be something playing at the end as well. But I want to talk about all of that today, mainly the music Perfect. because it interests me the most. Um, but then also this run for prostate cancer um, is also quite inspirational. Thank so you. we'll Thank go you. into that. But talk to me about everything from the beginning. Where did you begin? So from the beginning. So growing up, you know, from a from nitty bitty boy, you know, uh, I was always into music, so when I was like four years old, you know, I was listening to Eminem, Dr. Dre, and yeah. like, I, like I, I owe all my music taste to my brothers, mm-hmm. all of it. They, you know, what they did for me musically is that they, they made me start off at such a young age with such a diverse taste in hip hop that it allowed me to kind of branch out mm. at an age, and and it, it helped me so much. So yeah, when I was like four, five, six, Eminem, early, uh, you know, Kanye. 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, you know, all the, all the big hip hop artists. You know, then when I got seven, eight, nine, started listening to like Skepta, JME, yes, Temper T, DWE, like yeah. proper grime. This was before Nats Nominous, before Shutdown. This was like 2012, mm. 2013. Yeah. I mean, grime was it, was, it was mainstream, but it wasn't like what it is now. Coming up. Yeah, it was coming up. And I was listening to that at like nine, I'd be going into the year four, being like, oh, listen to, listen to, um, that's not me, Remix begins, yeah, yeah. all this shit. Yeah. It'll be like that. And, you know, I, I started slowly growing up 10 11 12 and i'm maturing and you know becoming my own self i started getting into a, bit, a lot more experimental stuff so start getting to tyler mm-hmm. tyler oh sweatshirt uh you know danny brown right so i was into like danny brown when i was seven and he's like a very weird you know experimentalized and you know shit like that but i, I was slowly starting to broaden my horizon started getting mm-hmm. stuff like trap it was either play wokai yeah you know people like that and it it made me you know, really want to explore hip hop because I'll every time I listen to a new artist, I was loving them. Yeah. Whether it was, you know, your SL or whether it was your clipping or death grips yeah. or literally anyone, you know, your big L. It was such a broad horizon. I, I that's what I noticed instantly. So I listened to your beats and you've got the five top which you see on Spotify mm. and every single one seemed different. Thank and I was you. so interested by that. But um let's talk about your brothers a little bit more. You mentioned you had brothers. Yeah, brothers. My brothers, I, I musically I owe them everything because so my, my oldest brother is Jack, and then my second oldest is Ross, uh, 25 and 22, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you think? I, I, you know. One of them. They're, they're old, right? Just yeah. leave it there. Uh, no, but they, they would make me listen to, like, some really cool shit at a young age. And, it, and it, so like, we play FIFA, my brother would stick on Tyler Crater, or they'd stick on Kanye. Yeah. They'd stick on the new, uh, some weird hip-hop shit. Or they'd stick on some, like, indie shit and stuff like that. So, like... You know, my, my my brother Ross, he's a lot more into indie music and a lot more into like, you know, weird rock and stuff like that. But he's mm. still got such a deep connection of hip hop. And then my oldest brother Jack also has such a deep connection with hip hop. But he's also into like electronic and garage and house and stuff like that. And he, he was a DJ for a while, and you know he'd help yeah he'd help out my mate, and uh, he was a DJ and you know in the sound system and help out with that. And he did raves and yeah. shit like that. And it's really cool. And I was such inspired by him and. 
you know, my brothers just, you know, what what they felt with music and I wanted that and I started to, you know, develop that and it was amazing, you know. Sounds like you've got um, a music background in your family. Do you know what? Uh, not really. It literally starts off with my oldest brother. Right. He was, he, didn't, he doesn't play instruments, but he, he did DJ a lot and all of his mates were involved in that kind of scene. You know, that DJ and they would do squat raves, like illegal raves, DJ them, yeah. do the sound for them and he would often help out and, you know, my other brother is hugely into like weird rock and mm. indie and punk and this shit. So it was always, you know, very amusing to me as a kid. And I always, obviously you want to be like your big brothers. And yeah, of course. So I still do a little bit now. And that's why I'd listen to the shit they do, you know, and try to be like them. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for them every day because I would not be in this position without them. So you talk about this uh, influence you've had from your older brothers. Yeah. What was the day like where you sat down and decided to make your first beat. Talk to me about first what beat. it was. So, to like pretense it, you know, I started beat making in late 2019, but my first time on an instrument was in 2018. I started playing piano. Right. And that was because I wanted to learn like Tyler the Creator songs and mm-hmm. like rap songs. Cause I want to be cool and shit. And yeah, I was, into, I was, you know, I was yeah. listening to music thinking, oh, I could, I could play it. Like, yeah. You know, it's just, if I wanted to, it'd be so, it'd be cool. Yeah. So I started doing that. And, you know, it got like a year or a year or two into piano. And I'm there and I'm like, this is cool, you know. Um, you know, I'm learning some sick songs, I'm learning some jazz, you know, I started getting into, you know, some like weird funk and you know, mm. Tyler Crayer, Kanye songs, I was playing all my favourite tracks and I was like, I wonder if I could just give a crack at beat making, see see what goes mm. on. I wasn't particularly like really interested, I was just like, just give it a crack, it's, it's yep. music, right? Yep. And then so my brother, look, we'll just say he got FL Studio in a old-fashioned way of pirating. It's like that. Right. Uh, dodgy. Yeah, uh, it was a bit dodgy. Right. And he got on my laptop, and I was like, sick, all right? You know, for the first two months, I was pretty much just messing around with the instruments, not really making beats, but just working out the system, working out how it works. And on the Christmas, I got a new laptop, mm-hmm. and my brother got FL Studio into it, and I, that's when I started taking it a bit more seriously. And I was making a beat a day, then I sent two beats, then I sent three beats. A day? Yeah, three beats a day. Then lockdown hit, and I was like, "All right, I'm sat at home. You know, I've already school and shit, but yeah. I'm sat at home. I got a laptop. May as well just go all in. I love music. Fuck it. Yeah, I've gone all in during lockdown. I started doing a beat to SoundCloud every day. Did that for like six months. So, if like obviously they're not all in there now, but on my SoundCloud there's like three hundred tracks on there. Something wow. mental like that. Wow, that's crazy. And so now you're in college. Yeah. And you're doing a music course at college? Yes. What? So you're only 16 now. So you've yeah. only done this for about a year now. Uh, about two years. Two years. So where did you, what made you decide? Because you were saying this is only sort of a lockdown thing. Mm. Where did you decide to go into college and pursue music in college? So, it, you know, it was year 10 and it, it was, my mum was talking about, oh, what do you want, you want to do after, um, you know, school? And I yeah. was like, well, I'm pretty deep in beat making. I want to do something in music. Where well, I don't know whether it's, you know, going to sixth form doing music or fucking whatever. But then my mum was like so in, like insistent, like you're not going to college because my, my, my older brother at college did media, did like two days a week. Yeah. Basically fucked off the other three days. Yeah. My mum was like, you're not, you're not doing that. So I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then it got to like year 11. I was looking, they have, they have like this fucking presentation thing talking about all the different things. Yeah. And I was there and I was like, I don't really want to do it. I want to be doing engineering. And I was mm. like, I don't really want to do trade. And I was like, I can go sixth form. Mm. I could do music at sixth form. 
But then I got two other subjects which I, I'm not gonna give a fuck about. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, can I just let me the music take? I don't. Yeah, I had yeah, a beggar yeah. for you. Yeah. And then my dad was like, to my mum, he was like, just let the kid do it. If he fucks up, he can just redo whatever mm. in in a, in a year or two. Yeah. And uh, you know, I started doing music tech, and I've, it's been great. It's been great for what I do. You know. Cool. Um. What is your reason for making beats? So you enjoy it, obviously, and that's part oh, of the yeah, passion. 100%. But is there like a deeper reason? Does it help you mentally? Does it help you distract yourself deeper from reason. life? Or it, it gives me something to do. And it, it's something, you know, that, you know, it, it's also become something I can work, for, I, I can have goals for, I can work towards. It's basically just become my life. Motivation. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, it gives, it gives me worth making music. Like, I could leave this earth and, you know, I could die or whatever. You know, memories and shit like that, but music lives forever. So, mm. you know. Would you say it, you're trying to create a legacy? Maybe. I, I don't really know. But it, yeah, I'd say I would. Yeah. Because I want a legacy because I want my music, because uh, I want people to enjoy my music. So I want, you know, when I'm gone, my music to still be alive and people still be mm. enjoying it. Mm. Stuff like that, you know. So 100% I want a legacy. So half of it is making the music. Yeah. And then the other half is selling the music. Yeah, fuck. So let's talk about selling it. How yeah. are you going about promoting your music and selling it to people? So promoting the music, well, I'm not I'm not very good at it, I'll be real. But I'm not very good at promoting music, but you know, I, I remember because I, I hated fucking researching it. Like I'm, I hate it. Yeah. But I've, you've got to do it. You've got to do it, right? Yeah. So I would I was thinking like it would be quite funny. So I'd do things like so I'd name my beats after MMA fighters. Yeah, and then I remember I named one like Tyron Woodley. This was like a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and I just basically I just go to the MMA fighters post and go, and I go comment Woodley is the best rapper of all time. I did that to like hundred MMA fighters, and then I think it was like one MMA fighter who's like in the UFC, Sam Alvey, actually commented on my thing, and it was fucking gas. And I got like 300, 400 views from that, Mad. just from people coming in. Yeah, and it was that like it's that it was a style promotion that was fun for me. And that's how I like to do it. I like mm. to be fun with my promotion because I hate like I hate I hate having to drop something and make it feel like work. Yeah. So I, I'd often try and, you know, get weird with my promotion or try and like make it so Enjoyable. Yeah. It's a bit funny or whatever. Just anything like that. So using that style, how are you gonna move forward with your promotion? You started off with these UFC fighter mm. names. How are you gonna move forward and promote your newer mm. style of music with this old style of promotion, which is the way you I think it? One thing I'm definitely gonna do a lot more now is networking and collabing because mm. I've I've got a few collabs, not many. I've got like one with this guy. Oh fuck, can't remember his name. <laughs> I got one with I, no, I was gonna say, but I, I just forgot. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, but yeah, I got one with this guy. I did that, and but well, I've got some really good shit coming out. Like I got, uh, so you know, our mate James Norrie Jet. I was just about to mention that. Yeah, he was talking about. Um, on the podcast, he was talking about his mate uh, George Red Scars. Yep, I've got a song. With, I've got a few songs with him, and we're thinking about. He's doing. sick. He's good. Bro, George, yeah, so good. Yeah, like he's because like you know, you'd see a lot of people who are his age, and they're like they can rap, but it's nothing special. Mm. George can fucking spit. Yeah, George can like really, really fucking rap. Yeah, and it's great because I can give him beats. And I trust him to be able to, you know, do justice to the beat. Because mm. if I think a beat's really good, I want him to rap really good. Mm. Because, you know, sometimes you give people beats and shit and they won't be rapping that good. And you're like, oh, did, I, made, did what, I waste a beat? What you made know? you do 
beats rather than, for example, rapping or singing or... Um, oh, there's quite a few. Well, singing, my voice is, you know... I'm not, <laughs> not I'm up not, to scratch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> karaoke voice, do you know what I mean? We'll, le- we'll leave it in the karaoke bars. Yeah. That's where I believe it. But, you know, rapping-wise, like, it's definitely something I want to venture onto, mm. vocals and stuff like because it does interest me. And, you know, I could talk to you all day about rap and the style of rap and influences and the maths behind it and mm. all that kind of shit. So I'm really into rap as well. But producing for me, because I've always been, in, you know, really into the beat side of it. Like, I've always been into production. Like, I love... I could go on all the day about my favorite producers and mm. you know about their styles and the way they did beats and that was before beat making. I was I was always you know gravitated to the production side, so I, I was always like, oh, "Fuck, I'm just do production." I was always mm. into DJing as well, so it was like that kind of side of things I wanted to understand. Yeah, and you know slowly you know got into beat making and DJing and shit like that because I, I you know the beat for me is like the main. It's like the, the bulk of the song. Mm. The vocals, I was just about to ask, what do you hear when you listen to music? So, always beat first. That's just how I listen. Right? Mm. You, can, you can listen like you want. You know? mm. I can tell people that they're yeah. listening is wrong. But for me, beat first, and then the vocals will hit me, you know? And then everything outside of that, side of the percussion, mm. shit like that, the way it's mixed, the way it's mastered, stuff like that. And, you know, but I'm always been a beat guy. Um, no. I something, I, something I want to know is you, you were talking about this legacy. Yes. Now, I always hear, you hear Kanye West, you hear of these famous rappers you're talking about, 50 Cent, but you don't hear who makes their beats. Right, exactly. How are you planning on making a legacy through being a beat maker? What's the root of that? Because I don't understand because, that, so I, I'm interested. Uh, well, I'm not looking for fame. I'm looking for quality of music. Mm. Like, my legacy... I'm not looking for, you know, to be the most famous rapper ever. It's not about fame. I'm looking for a legacy. If I if I'm if I if I have twelve followers at the end of this, and my song's got like hundred streams, long as that's important in someone's life, long as someone enjoys my music, and it helps them, whatever you know, if they enjoy it, that's my legacy right there. If I can get people to enjoy my music, no matter the scale, I've got a legacy I want. Mm. So you know, but the thing about yeah, because it is hard having a legacy as a beat maker. Because obviously you see rappers all the time about their mm. legacies. But there's only like 50 famous producers. Or maybe, like mm. maybe 50. It's really 100. hard. I can't even name one. I don't think I can name one off the yeah, top exactly. of my head. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, if, if I was to say something, you'd probably recognise them. But you yeah. probably recognise like three or four. But they're like yeah. the bulk of the industry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They are, well, in my opinion, one of the most important factors of it. Now, you, you know? say you don't want fame. But if some, some of these producers came to you, mm. turned around and said, do oh, you want to come? Oh, yeah on this yeah. and you had to take on this fame lifestyle because you collaborated yeah. with this person yeah. would you just take it in your stride oh yeah I'm not against fame is it, is it a bit of this be honest it's a bit of this bit of the wonga <laughs> oh, like, I love it but nah, it it's like um, you know look, I'm not against fame I'm just saying I don't care if I have it or not. if I have it sick because like, it's not a motivation for you nah not really I mean that's good I think it's a good place to start rather than like it, passion it isn't but it is in a sense because there's, there's artists I want to work with and to get there, you've got to be famous. So mm. it's, it kind of goes hand in hand with like your goals. Most of true, time. true. You know? Okay. Um, where do you want your music and your beats to end up? Is there a certain feature you're aiming for? Is there oh. a certain style you want to lock down on? Where do you want it to end up? When you where, die... Where do I want to end up? 
when you die, what do you want to be? What do you? What is your discography looking like? I want to have. I want to have a lot of collaborations. There's like a thousand artists. There's like, well, I have like forty dream collaborations. Right, I want to do. That's mad because some people can only name two. Like I can probably yeah. name two people I want on this podcast right now. No, I got like forty. I want to work with like people who I think I can. We can both benefit of each other working with each other. Right, obviously you know. I'm only two years in, so mm. my beats might not be good as like some of their producers. But in years to come, I re- I think with what I the style I have and what I want to create, I think it would we'd make amazing music. Mm. So like my dream, there's a rapper called Freddie Gibbs, mm-hmm. favorite rapper of all time. Fuck, and the beats he uses are normally like quite. Hard. They're either like really hard trap or they're like quite old boom bap style. You know stuff he does with Madlib and shit. And I'd fucking kill to work with him I'd yeah. kill to work with Freddie Gibbs because yeah. if he could spit a verse on my beat I would do everything in its place to like try and make it the fucking best it can be and I'd think I'd think I'd, I think we could make really good music so how much do you believe in yourself? fair bit honestly you can be the most egotistical cunt ever yeah. if you want to be I like to keep myself pretty grounded I don't I don't like compliment I don't Obviously, a lot of people come with me, but I don't like... Like, I hate when uh, I have to show some music and I'm in the room. I hate it. Mm. And, you know, shit like that. Like, I like to stay pretty humble because, you know, for me personally, you know, I don't give a fuck if you're egotistical or you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, music's music. But for me, I like to stay humble just because I feel like I've never really been a guy that, that likes to, like, show off it's definitely ability. It is definitely obvious that you are doing this from a point of passion... Oh, rather, than a po- rather than a point of fame, money, glory, all yeah, of this. Fuck, it's yeah, it's just that. straight through passion, which is so important. Because I think, well, Eddie Earn has a podcast, no passion, no point. And I can, straight, I love that podcast. I, I completely agree because it, if you don't want to do it and you're doing it for reasons outside of like the love of it, what you it's very hard to get what you want then. Because if, you, like, if you're making music to go for fame, the music's gonna sound very formulated and shit mm. like that. You see, like you see a lot of rappers now, they try to make you know, music like Central C or SL mm. or Fredo or you know, you know, yep. fucking Roddy Rich. Generic, bro. yeah, yeah, generic. Not even generic. It's just like they try to make what's big, and that's great. But I feel like it's very hard to get big with such a formulaic, you know, style when it's not from the heart. Would you say one of your goals is to? indirectly start a new trend start a new wave maybe I just want to make the best music I can because I'm a, before anything I'm a music fan and I love hearing cool shit mm. I want to make some cool shit I want to make cool beats I want to make the coolest instrumentals the coolest songs and I want you know I want people to say like oh that was that fucking last album by you know Bex Blue that was fucking insane you know, where'd I'd, that name come from? ha <laughs> Bex Blue so I was I was 14 when I started beat making and everyone you know because you never see really see young beat makers, they're always in their twenties or thirties. So I thought, oh, Bex Blue won the drink, Bex Blue, yeah, because it's for like it's no alcohol. It's, the, it's a shit joke. It's looking back at it, it's quite a shit joke when I made it. But then I was just it, like, I've ah, run with it. Now. I think I think it's quite a good fucking name. And yeah. I remember that I read that. So that was in your Instagram bio. Yeah, yeah. and I read that once and instantly. So yeah. Ollie, we were doing some research and Ollie asked me. Mm. He said. I wonder what his TikTok is, and was looking up Sam and all this, and yeah. was the final thing. And went Bex Blue, and it was straight yeah. off the top just because it was it was engraved in my yeah. mind. It was a really really and good then, fucking name. Yeah, there's there's, an, there's there's another meaning. So I come from Bex Eve, so Bex, 
Yeah. And I was like, the colour blue. So I went, oh, blue. Fair enough. It's, it's very simple. Fair enough. I'm a, I'm a simple man. I'm a very low. So yeah. what do your family and your friends think of this future you're aiming for? They are fully supportive. Really? Which I love. That Honestly, it's pushed me so much. Like my, my family's fully supportive of what I do. And I'm so grateful for that. Shout, shout out family. I don't know. Shout I don't, out I don't, the family. Shout out the family. So speaking about your family. Right. Um, you're doing this run in May. Yes. And it is for prostate cancer. Yeah. What's the story behind that? And so, what's... Um, my granddad has prostate cancer. He's right. had it for a while now. He's right. like 20, 30 years. Sure. But it, it's, yeah. It, no, it's it's not a deep because, you know, he's he's got some good treatment and, mm. you know, he's he's been able to, you know, live with it mm. very well. And and the reason I want to do prostate cancer, especially, there's, I think there's such a big stigma around it. Mm. Like a lot of a lot of men don't want to get prostate prostate exams, and a lot of men because it is quite it's quite a scary, you know, feeling to go for shit like that. Like it's mm. quite a you know for, for 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 a man, especially if you are maybe not confident in their you know sexuality, gender, whatever. It is it's, it's quite tough for them to mm. do that kind of thing? And I want to remove that, saying it's more important than that. Mm. You know, it's about your life. It's yeah. This is more than just like trying to be manly and shit like you got to get these exams done mm. because it can mean something a lot worse and it could save you a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know, and, and also just getting general funding for it because, you know, fucking so many things now in the uh, medicine industry are so underfunded and I think yeah. we need, they need all the help they can get. Yeah. So that's why I've gone full for love for prostate cancer. I think, I think it's, it, as I say at the start of the podcast, it's really inspiration, inspirational Thank you. Um, for you to do something like that. Why running? Why did you decide to go on a run for it? Because you've done other sports. You uh, went into a jiu-jitsu contest. Yeah. Um, saw that on your Instagram. Um, that was interesting. Why running? Why why sports? Like, what, what does that do Why running? Um, well, you know, truth be told, I was a bit of a fat boy back in the day. Still a bit chubby now, but I was like, you know. I wouldn't say so. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but continue. But yeah, yeah. I, do. I, was, I was quite chubby and I was like, I'll start running because I did boxing for a while as well. I did that when I was younger. Love it's huge, yes. Yeah, I love boxing, but oh, I was yeah. like, I didn't like the club. You know, I'm not gonna say a name because I don't want to slander. Them. I don't get, I don't get, I don't get beat up. Reportedly, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, but um, yeah, so I started running to lose weight. I was running all through lockdown, so I was doing like 100k a month. Shit, it's good. And then 2021 started running more seriously. Did 100 miles in a month, like 160k. Yep. And then just kept running. And my brother, my oldest one, did a did the uh, London virtual marathon last year. Is that what you do on a treadmill? Nah, no, nah, you, you just do it like round your oh around the block or something. Yeah, no, oh well, yeah, just round your area. Right, because of COVID, they couldn't do it. A bunch of runners and shit. Yeah. So he did that, and it was so fucking inspiring. Honestly, shout out Jack because you know it was it was really you know because he put himself for a fucking lot. Yeah, like twelve weeks of training. Doing the four hours marathon, like at the end of it, he was fucked. Like, he probably, he probably will be saying this, but he was fucked up, right? Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And he raised a lot of money. And I was thinking, like, fuck, he changed a lot. He changed a lot, you know, with just doing a run. Yeah. Fucking, I could do that. 100%. You know what I mean? So I thought, I'm going to go out there and do it because you can, you can, I could spend all this time going, I want to do charity, and you just never do it. I thought, fuck it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Gonna do it. So found found a you know found some running shit and I thought right I'm gonna Let's go, go run. Let's cool. go. What's the training like for your half the marathon? Training. So I'm starting training next week, which is twelve weeks from when I'm doing it. Yeah. 
Like a camp? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Tyson Fury when I'm doing <laughs> this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, and I'll be running five days a week mm-hmm. and I'll be going jujitsu the other two days. Cause so you're still into the jujitsu? Yeah. I was cool. going to, I was thinking like, maybe towards the run I'm probably not go because I want to fucking have a broken arm going into the thing. True, Yeah. It'd be quite weird looking, you know? <laughs> but So I'm not going to do that, but. You know, I still want to keep up jujitsu because it's generally something I really enjoy. So, yep. but the training, you run like f- five days a week. Tell us how long the half marathon is for people that don't know. Uh, Thirty miles, twenty-one kilometers. It's a lot. It's a lot of meters. It's a yeah. lot of meters. Hell of a lot of meters. It's a lot of yards. You know yeah, right? true. And um, so you start. You progressively do more miles towards the week, and then the last week. You only do a little bit because you don't want to fucking kind of full speed ahead. Break your body, yeah. Yeah, so the last week you take it down a bit. But the week before you do like 12 miles and then 11 miles, 10 miles, and it goes back down like that. Are you just doing running? Are you changing your diet? Are you. I'm going to change it a bit. I mean, I don't have to, but I'm like, yeah, you may as well go all out. Take advantage, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so talk to me about jujitsu more. Jujitsu. Yeah, so I do Brazilian jujitsu. Yeah. You know, it's uh, very common in MMA. Was that your interest from UFC? Because you were talking about your UFC fighters yeah, earlier on. So Is that where that came from? Start of 2020, I got into MMA. Not doing it, but I like watching it. And I started staying up for events and mm. I was starting to really enjoy it. And then 20, obviously, I was thinking about, you know, going into jiu-jitsu or MMA or something, a combat sport. Mm. But it was locked down and, you know, no gyms were open because of COVID. So I was like, oh, fuck, well, can't do that. So it got to like May 2021. My friend Kalem, shout out Kalem. Uh, he started going to jujitsu gym. Yep. He was like, Do you want to come? And I was like, for fucking yeah. You know, went, really enjoyed it. I haven't stopped going. Me and my brother go three days a week or, you know, try to go three days a week. And it's, yeah. I love it. And then started doing competitions. I did a competition in December that was, mate, like, it was, it was a weird competition because it was in a gym, like a really small gym. Right. Like in Shoreditch. It, it felt like I was, you ever seen Snatch? Well, they I've heard of look. it. You ever seen, well, basically, it's like a bare knuckle boxing fight scene. Oh, right. It's like proper underground. That's how it felt in there because it was like right. bottom of a gym. Yeah. It was like a cage and I felt it was like my first one and I was a bit like... This is a bit dodgy. Shitting myself. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking shit. It. Yeah. Uh, but did that. Lost both. But the people I went against were really fucking good. Like, mm. you know. It's also the experience. I think people need to understand that it's so fucking... Regardless of whether you win, lose, draw, whatever, it's so hard to get into that. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. so difficult. Like, I was shitting. I had to cut weight as well. I had to cut like Shit. 10, I had to cut 10 pounds in under two weeks. Like, what weight was that? What weight? Uh, so I, I'd do like 185. Right. Middle weight. Yeah. In like MMA terms. And uh, yeah, I had to cut weight. And it was like, it was great because I like going in, but it's like depressing going out because you're like, oh, mm. I'm eating chicken and rice. Yeah. Again. True. And again. True. That's what you eat. But I think that's um sort of conditioned you to be ready for this training that you've got for um, yeah, the marathon. Because, you know, you kind of are in a training camp. Yeah. You're not really, but like, you you have to like, watch your food and drink your water and, yeah. you know, stretch a lot and make sure you're not, you know, wasting your energy and you've got to study jiu-jitsu and yeah. lean up to and all this shit. And so, I, yeah, I, I did the competition in December and the recent one I did is Grappling Industries, which is like the fucking, it's the jiu-jitsu competition. Or at right. least in England, right? And yeah, that was tough. I see so you pay sixty pounds, which is like fuck, it's quite a bit, right? Yeah, and you do four matches, um, and I was in the white belt, one eighty five class, but 
because I'm a kid, because I'm 16, and I'm not an adult, mm. like, there's no one in my division, so I thought, fuck it. Went to the adults division. Yeah. Did that one. But then I've got some, like, fucking huge fella on me, and I'm like, <laughs> probably should have not went, because yeah. I'm like, oh, So you went into the adults one at the age of, was this, were you 15, 16? I was 16. 16. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was last month. Shit and hell, but you went into yeah. an adult. That's impressive. Yeah. And then, see, I, I lost my first match, got bad. The second match, my guy didn't turn up. So I got a win, which is fucking really? Really, really, <laughs> Take it. And then my third fight, this was the fight that, like, everyone talks about. When I, you know, not celebrity, but whenever they, they talk about this, right? So in this third fight, I'm going up against this guy. Guy's also lost both his fights. I've lost all of my fights have been in. So you know, mm. it's interesting. Yep. So we're going in. And we, we start and he pulls guard, which is like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like going on to you, like your bum and you fight from the bottom. Yeah. Right? And he pulls guard and I pass guard and I'm in a mount position, which is like a very dominant position. Mm-hmm. And I get to back control. And that's like the best, because that's probably one of the best positions yep. you could be in, right? Yep. And I'm trying to get a choke in and I have this thing called body triangle on, mm-hmm. right? So you got your legs wrapped around his yeah, waist. Yeah, I got around his waist, right? And I'm working... I'm fucking trying to do, you know, trying to get choking, you know, try to do this shit. Yep. And then uh, the ref stands me up and I'm like, okay, I don't know why he stood me up. But maybe I've stopped, maybe he's doing it for stalling. Maybe it's just one of those refs and it's like, yep. you know, whatever, right? And then I've gone to like, gone to a fight and he's gone, raises the other guy's hand and I'm like, <laughs> the fuck's going on here? I thought, right. I thought I was getting mugged off. And then I'm like, he's like, disqualification, disqualification. I'm like, for who? He's like, you. And I'm like, what did you get disqualified for? Right. This rule, it's not even a rule, actually. It was a bullshit rule. Right. Apparently, if you have a, like, if you don't watch jiu-jitsu, it's not going to make more sense, but mm. it's like, apparently I had a body triangle on for too long. But like, the most famous jiu-jitsu practitioners, like Gordon Ryan, they do it for 30 minutes. Yeah. And they don't get nothing. And for some reason, I get disqualified. And everyone's gone fucking mental. Like, my coach has been like, what the fuck is going on? And, my, everyone around's going, what the fuck? Yeah. I was looking at this guy and I'm like, you fucked me over for Cause, nothing. Cause I that, felt so betrayed. Like, yeah, that was the, um, that's the photo that was on your Instagram. I mean, if you slide yeah. to the last slide, it's just you yeah. standing there going, what the fuck? And I was what like, are you about? I was like, taking a piss. Yeah. You know, I paid 60 quid to get mugged off. Do you think sport helps your mental to get in the right place to produce beats? Yeah, because making beats every, like all the time, every day, can be really fucking exhausting for you mentally. Yep. So say if I do like, I don't know, three hours of beats. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get fatigue, and you're gonna your mind's not gonna be able to go over that long unless you got some crazy like stream of beats going yeah. on. You, yeah. You're trying to roll. Yeah. Normally you're gonna need a rest, and I'm like, right, if I could go for like an hour run, come back, dry it off, you know, I'll be tired, but I'll be fresh. Mm. Like you'll be in a completely new mindset. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll listen to some music on the run. You'll be fucking ready to go. Yeah. That's why I like doing it because it gives me a one. It helps me physically. Like. You know, get ripped for fucking summer and all that shit. But as well, it's like, if I'm making beats all day, I need to get up. I need to be active. I need to listen to some music mm. whilst I'm on the run, which helps me get inspired. Yeah. But, you know, keeping my body in shape makes me feel good and makes me want to, you know, do more beats and shit like that. And yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, My last sort of thing to ask or mention, is there anything that we can expect from you in what the future? Can, what can we expect? Uh, music beats coming out. So uh, I have got a song coming out with George in what are you like two three months. It's an amazing song. 
one of the best things, maybe one of the best musical things I've ever done. Wow. That's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, shout out George Red Scars. Shout out Nori Jet, who was on here. Shout out uh, HB. There's probably some other people I missed, but shout out them. They're all great. Yeah. Um, uh, Hackney Off Marathon, please donate. Uh, I would love, I'd love it. You know, even if you can't donate, just please, uh, you know, support, shout out where it is. Um, yeah, and be nice. Be nice. Yeah, just be nice. Perfect. All of his links will be in the description as well as the link to donate to the page will be down there. So try get something across because that helps a hell of a lot and it's also good motivation. Yes. Thank you. So, yeah, appreciate you coming on, Sam. It's been, really it's, been, it's been a joy. It's been great. It's been great. Thank you for watching. I've been Ben. I've been Sam Bucky. And this has been the Blocky Media Podcast. Appreciate you watching.